It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Oh, there is no better way than getting to a bye week at 2-1, and one, coming off of a big win at home, when, by the way, you're three-point underdogs, and that's the exact situation the Redskins sit in now. Nick Ashew, I'm at Nick Ashew on Twitter, NickAshew.com as well. 31-17, Redskins over the Packers. And yeah, if you didn't know this, by the way, let me just point out to you real quick that yes, they already have their bye week. There's nothing worse than that fourth week bye week. It's just, look, it's just too early, but nothing you can do about it. Somebody's got to have it this year. The Redskins got that. And by the way, it's going to be even longer because when the Redskins come back next, they play on Monday Night Football. We'll we'll get to that. We have plenty of time to do that whole thing. So 31-17 win for the Redskins. A lot of stuff to digest. We're going to hear from Jay Gruden. We're going to hear from Alex Smith as well. Alex Smith played well. Uh, He was showed us a lot. Look, one of the big things, one of the big observations, one of the big things that stood out to me early that you probably saw too was that the Redskins got off to an aggressive start early. If you saw what they did, what was the big thing we talked about last week? The offense looked like it was a lot of dink and dunk. It was way too much to Chris Thompson in the backfield. And look, as much as we all love Chris Thompson, you don't want Chris Thompson, your third down back, leading the team in receptions. And that's exactly what happened last week. This time around, right at the beginning, they go to Paul Richardson, 46-yard touchdown catch. By the way, it was his only catch of the game which sometimes you have this. Like, I know he's not Deshaun Jackson, but Paul Richardson's supposed to be that guy. That's their big play receiver. We saw that today with the downfield play with him. It was only one, but in the end, you get in the end zone, and that's the most important thing. And the Redskins set the tone early in this, which is really important. They looked aggressive, and then they stayed aggressive. There's a lot of times where we've seen this team get off to great starts, but they don't keep it going. They don't keep that momentum, and momentum is such an important thing. That's why I said at the beginning of this, like, you go to the bye week at 2-1 and one versus 1-2, one and two, I mean, that's a massive difference. It may just be one game, but in a 16-game schedule, and when you're a team that then has uh, well over a week, to an extra week, to sit there and think about your loss versus, in this case, a win, it would have been a bad situation. But this is what's good, is the Redskins go into the bye week, they have themselves a win, the Packers... Look, the Packers had opportunities where they could have tried to climb back in this game, but the Redskins held them off. And the big thing is certainly the Paul Richardson one. I mean, that caps off a four-play drive. That was a quick drive. They got out there. What's the big thing that Alex Smith or that uh, that Aaron Rodgers always does, right? Aaron Rodgers is a guy that's a quick strike quarterback. His offenses do that. They get down the field quickly, and they make it really tough for defenses to get any sort of a rhythm. The Redskins were the ones doing that this time. That was the first drive. The next one took 10 plays. It ended on a two-yard Adrian Peterson touchdown. They were up 14-0. But a lot of times you think, all right, are they going to step on their throat? Are they going to let this team back in? And listen, 
if you're playing the Packers and you're playing Aaron Rodgers, even Aaron Rodgers on a bum knee, you kind of expect that team to make some sort of a run. But the Redskins kept going. They put their foot on the Packers' throats. It ends up being a 28-10 lead going into the locker room at halftime, and that's exactly what they needed. This is So we talked about this right in the offseason where we saw a different Jay Gruden. I was on the radio on Sunday talking about this too with Andy Poland, and one of the big knocks on Jay Gruden right, has always been he doesn't get his teams ready. They come out flat after big wins. And we saw that big win week one. They look great against what, what we know now is just an abysmal Arizona team. But nevertheless, they still did what they needed to do. They beat a bad team badly, right? Like, that's what you're supposed to do. Beat the bad teams, and then when you're playing a good team, maybe a close game, and that's fine. So you come back. The Colts game was just, it was awful. We know the attendance thing. We've talked about that ad nauseum at this point. But look at what they were able to do in this game. You come out early, you take an early 14 to nothing lead, and you keep that momentum. You get up 28-10 at halftime. You put yourself in a position where you not only have a nice lead, but you're continuing to build on that throughout the game. And that's something that we don't always see from Jay Gruden's team. And one of the things that he did in this that he showed us, now he's shown us two things. He can win a week one and get his team ready for that. And they can also then come back when there's adversity and step on a team's throat and continue to push throughout that game. This is a big momentum swing for the Redskins, and it's something, too, that's, look, it's going to give them confidence as they get into that bye week. And by the way, think about this, too. Alex Smith did show for all of the conversation about being dink and dunk Alex Smith, and there's certainly a lot to that. There's no question. And there's some benefits to that because Alex Smith is kind of like Tyrod Taylor in the sense where you know you're not necessarily going to get a guy that's going to lead you back down two, three touchdowns, but you're also going to get a guy that's not going to make a lot of mistakes. Now, he did throw a pick in this game, but Alex Smith also showed that he can go deep with that Paul Richardson play. And there was a lot of conversation, whether it was fans, whether it was media throughout the week, where everybody's, again, right, we're riding real high after the Arizona win, and then we're not feeling so good after the Colts loss, and it's you kind of live in the moment there. The Redskins came out right away, and Alex Smith said, yeah, look what I can do. I can go deep to Paul Richardson. That's why we brought him in, and that's what I'm going to do with this. And that was, look, it was exactly what you needed. And by the way, there was also that second quarter deep pass to Vernon Davis. That was a 50-yard gain right there. Alex Smith overall, like they weren't they weren't flashy numbers, but they didn't need to be because when you're up in a game like this, you want to run the ball as much as possible. 12 of 20, 220 yards, two touchdowns. He even ran for 20 yards. And Alex Smith does not get enough credit for the mobile quarterback that he is. Like, He's not going to go out there and get you 100 yards rushing, but that's not how he plays. But he has the ability to scramble, make plays on the run, and also keep a defense on its toes when he's got the ball in his hands. He pulls it down and decides to run. So overall, look, it was certainly a, a, the interception. You never want to see that, but Alex Smith's not going to go the entire year without throwing an interception, right? It was a miscommunication with Jordan Reed. It happened fine. You learn from it, but still, all in all, I mean, it was a much, much better day for Alex Smith. And say this too, the defense, that's another thing that really stands out. You watch this defense from last week versus this week. The Redskins' defense was good early, just like their offense, and they're also good in the fourth quarter. They held the Packers to a three and out, really deep in their own territory. I, th- this is the type of effort that we needed from this defense. We saw them get after Aaron Rodgers. They made it tough on him. They knew that the ground was wet. The weather was nasty. His knees not good at all. They made it a situation where it was incredibly difficult. You had that one play, right? The Fabian Moreau where he strips the ball away. The Josh Norman strip, right? He did that. Josh Norman picks it up. They generated a turnover there. There was a lot more in terms of there was aggression from this defense. And that's that's a positive sign from this. And look, two weeks into the season, this is why I said this last week, I, 
I get it that we live in the moment, and I certainly got there too. I was frustrated watching that Colts game. I'm sure you were frustrated watching that Colts game, but you got to keep in mind that a lot of teams, I know this sounds terrible, a lot of teams count the first couple of weeks of the season as kind of a preseason. They're still working the kinks out, and if you're the Redskins, you've got a new running back, you've got a new starting quarterback, you've got new receivers with this quarterback. Not only everybody's new for Alex Smith, but at the same time, there's also guys like Paul Richardson that are new in this offense, and this is the type of momentum we need to see, and this is the type of step that the Redskins needed to take. If this went to... Let's put it this way. If it was reverse, right? Like, let's say the Redskins were in the Packers situation in this game. You'd be really worried about this season. I had somebody ask me the other day. They were like, oh, you know, like, if the Redskins come out flat and get stomped by the Packers, is Jay Gruden in trouble? No, not three weeks into the season. But if they continue to then ride that negative momentum, essentially, throughout the year and they start closing in on, like, a 6-10 and 10 season... There's certainly a possibility. This team responded to Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden also made adjustments. Alex Smith made adjustments as well. And that shows a sign of a team that's growing. I know we're three weeks into the season, so I'm going to stay level on this. But keep in mind that some of the things that were issues last week for the Redskins, not getting enough of a pass rush, they were able to do that. Not showing an aggression going downfield, they were able to do that. And by the way, Adrian Peterson, back to what we saw, really, honestly, better than even week one. He's not going to do this every single game. We've got to keep that in mind. Like if he runs for 1,000 yards, look, I'd be shocked. But if there's any running back at 33 years old that could do it, it's Adrian Peterson because he's just not human, right? 96 yards week one. Week two, 20 yards on 11 carries. It was abysmal, 1.9 yards a carry. But also keep in mind that it's not like the offensive line necessarily helped him at all. This was a great game for him. He had a 41-yard run in the second quarter, had a couple of touchdowns. Adrian Peterson... 120 yards on 19 carries. This was more flashes of the old Adrian Peterson. Two touchdowns on top of that. They didn't really necessarily need him to catch any balls out of the backfield, but he's shown that he's been able to adapt and do that a little bit this year, too, for the Redskins. Look, really, the Redskins have done a good job of finding great plan Bs, right? Like, Kirk Cousins should have been locked up two years ago. Fine. What'd your plan B end up becoming? Alex Smith. That's a good plan B. Darius Geis, torn ACL. Nothing you can do about that as a team. They went out and made the right move in the offseason, drafting him, addressing the backfield. You can't help an injury like that. So what do they do? They went out and got Adrian Peterson. They worked him out. He looked good. And it's honestly paying off. Here's what you got to keep in mind, though. There will be weeks where Adrian Peterson does what he did Sunday against the Packers, right? Two touchdowns, 19 carries, 120 yards. Then there will still be times where he does what he did against the Colts, where it just doesn't click for him, right? Like he just doesn't have that rhythm, just doesn't have that momentum. That's what happens when you have a back that's 33 years old. Overall, look, I look at this team and say they did what they needed to do. They answered with what was wrong last week. So you've got to feel good now heading into this bye. And it is, look, coming out of this, man, you know what they've got next, right? They've got Drew Brees and they've got the Saints on Monday Night Football. That's not an easy game, but going into that, coming off of this win against a, still a good Packers team, you're going to feel better about it. And like, never overlook, never overlook the mental side of sports. This is going to give this team confidence. This is going to put them in a position where they can see what they did right in this game. They've got that on film. They go back and watch that, and then they continue to build this. They continue to adapt, but this is also on Jay Gruden. Now you've been able to put yourself in a position where, all right, you made some adjustments from last game, so what's next? You're going to have to keep doing that. That's what you got to do as a coach in the NFL. All right, what did Jay Gruden think about this win? Certainly going to be happy, right? You'd assume so. Maybe. We hear from Jay Gruden next. It's the Locked on Redskins podcast. 
You are Locked On Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You know, ever since I really got into this business, you always have people asking me, who's going to win every single week? And the truth is, I really don't know. That's why they say play the game, right? But if you think you do know who's going to win, you got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, this is the best when it comes to it. They've been in the business for years. They got great reviews online. We know reviews are really important. Their mobile site's easy to use, which is the only thing anybody uses anymore. So they've got their priorities in line. Lay down some cash. Win big today. I'd recommend them because they're good. That's why I'm telling you to go and check them out. That's why I'm urging you to play with my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business and for you fantasy guys out there, by the way. You can even bet on the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. This is new. Just more ways to help get you involved in this, right? To help feed that urge. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. MyBookie. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Redskins. By the way, I will say this before we get to Jay Gruden in a second. The Clay Matthews hit that they called a roughing the passer. <laughs> Look, I'm a Redskins fan. I screamed at the TV when I saw that call to roughing the passer. Because I was look, I just love the NFL, and I don't want it to turn into something where it continues to just get worse and worse, where nobody knows. It used to be, what's a catch, right? I don't know what a catch is. What is a catch in the NFL? Now it's become, well, what's a roughing the passer? What, what What's the right tackle? How do we tackle properly in the NFL? Clay Matthews said the NFL is getting soft. I get tired at times of the conversation of being, oh, well, the NFL is soft because they're making these rules to protect players. I know that it's disingenuous a lot of times. Like, I understand that a lot of this is so the NFL doesn't get sued again. Fine, I get it. It is still a business. But I will say this. There is a certain point where you got to look at what Clay Matthews did, even if you're a Redskins fan, and you say, he, he tackled him. Like, he literally just tackled him. It was kind of almost gentle compared to what it could have been. Didn't pick him up, didn't slam him down, just drove right through him, head to the side, and they're saying that he put his body weight on him. If you were a linebacker charging at a quarterback, what are you supposed to do to stop yourself while you're tackling him? It's physically impossible to not put your body weight on a quarterback when you're tackling him in the backfield. So I don't know what the NFL is going to do. 
I don't know if this is going to be something they look back and tell the officials, yeah, that was the wrong call. It was a terrible call. This is the third straight week that Clay Matthews has had this called on. In week one, it was a it was the right call. He said that it was the right call. Week two on Kirk Cousins, you really could argue either direction with that, depending on how you look at the new rules in the NFL. This one was such a terrible call. Thankfully, thankfully, it, it helped the Redskins out, so I'm fine with that. But I, I looked at that and just said, I would be furious. Mike McCarthy was furious, and he should have been. He was scre- he, he his giant head was so red it looked like a huge red apple. His head was about to explode. I couldn't I couldn't believe that they called that a roughing the passer. It's something the NFL every single year when they change the rules has to deal with. But this is becoming one of the now hardest ones for them to interpret when you're an official. And I get that they have a tough job, but this looked so bad. I would be frustrated if I'm Clay Matthews. I was frustrated watching it, and it helped the Redskins. All right, here's Jay Gruden. Yeah, it was good to get some guys involved there. Uh, Paul Richardson, get him a deep shot. We've been trying to get some of those going. Uh, Jamison had some big plays. Jordan had a couple big plays. Vernon had a big play. Um, and that's what we try to do, distribute the ball to the open guy. And Alex did an excellent job. Uh, but you can't do that without time uh, to get the ball out of your hands. And for the most part, I was very impressed with our offensive line, the way they handled the running game. Uh, and the pass protections with a few exceptions, but uh, very, very pleased the way they played and Alex and, and the rest of the gang. Jay, was there a concerted effort to get guys like Jordan involved early in the game? There's a concerted effort to get Jordan involved every week. You know, really, he's a great player, and, uh, you know, we're just uh, trying to manage him early in the season, make sure he gets back to full strength. I, you know, whether he's there or not, you can ask him, but uh, he's looking better and better each and every week in practice and up into the games. But uh, it's good to get Vernon some shot plays down the field and, uh, Chris Thompson didn't show up a lot. They were doing a good job covering Chris, but uh, other guys were able to make some plays because of that. Yeah. I was really pleased. You know, I I knew Aaron was going to make a run. I mean, he does it all, all the time. It's, he's been playing for a long time and made many, 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 many runs. So uh, the third quarter, they got the ball to start the quarter, and they held the ball for probably about eight minutes, I think. And then we came out and had a quick three and out. And then, you know, our defense did a great job of uh, – holding them, uh, some key situations, uh, uh, and, and getting off the field and gave our offense a little chance to make some plays there at the very end. Yeah, we've kind of been uh, a little up and down, so to speak. But, you know, I, I like the way we came out, and, and I tell them today, uh, you know, we play with that type of energy and that type of effort uh, every week. We're, we're pretty dangerous. Um, so a big thing is just stay focused, uh, stay humble, and, and move forward. Handle the bye week like pros and come back ready to roll. And you're ready for a tough New Orleans team on the road on Monday night. Yeah, that's our goal line set. We don't dress, dress a fullback here, so we taught uh, Ryan Anderson four or five plays, and uh, he does a good job coming in there and handling that. He just blows out. I don't know if he knows where he's going, but he just runs in there hard and closes his eyes and <laughs> hits somebody. You know, and Adrian does the best. Uh, Adrian's a great one-cut runner uh, downhill. He makes those plays work, and uh, it's a good package for us when we get down there. Jay, late in the game, you had pregame. Was that, was that something going on with Adrian? Or just yeah, he got kicked in the ankle and, uh, you know, a little in pain there, so uh, we took him out there. He'll be fine, yeah. Long term, he'll be fine. Uh, he's got a little bit of a hamstring issue. We're going to check, check that right now, too. Yeah, I feel great. I don't care about his other touchdowns. I care about the three he had here. <laughs> <laughs> he's, 
He's a great player. He's a pro, and uh, we're happy to have him, man. We, he fell into our lap at a, at a critical time. We needed a player, and uh, fortunately he was there for us, and uh, he's everything as advertised. I know we've talked about this before, Alex's ability to extend plays. But what's the value of that, of extending drives? It, it, it's, it's, uh, you can't put a price tag on it. It's, it's critical. You know, I mean, these third downs, when they're playing two, man, they got everybody latched up, and they leave a lane for the quarterback, and he can run for those six or seven yards and keep a drive alive. I mean, you know, there's not a lot of plays that will get open on some of these coverages. And uh, some of the pass rushes with the stunts, they open up some lanes, and the quarterback has to utilize his legs from time to time to help a play caller out. And uh, he did huge two of those uh, in the first half that kept big drives alive. And instead of three points on both those drives, we got seven. So that's a big swing. Well, we, we have to uh, maintain focus on our energy and, and uh, stay positive and uh, move on to the next week. And the biggest thing about this league with these young players and some veteran players is how you handle adversity because adversity will strike. We're not going to win every game. And also, we're going to have to, we're not going to win every quarter. We're going to turn the ball over. We're going to give up a touchdown. So we have to handle it, uh, buckle down, and, and make some plays ourselves. And I think that's what we did. That's what most proud of the football team today is handled a really tough loss last week um, and then coming back here and jumping out. Uh, and playing as hard as they played today was impressive. Coach, uh, the offense seemed to slow down in the second half. Was that due to any significant adjustments, or is that just more defensive changes by doing that? Yeah, I think the first drive we went three and out, and uh, you know, one, one, another drive we blew a protection. Um, Alex changed a protection. We didn't get it uh, up front, so we had to scramble and throw it away. And then uh, and a couple times they made some plays. You know, Clay Matthews, good player over there. They got uh, some good players on that side of the football. And, uh, played some tight man-to-man, and we weren't able to shake free, and, and the pressure got home on some third downs. So it wasn't really till probably about six or seven minutes ago when Adrian hit some runs, and we got that long drive going, which uh, helped seal the deal. But, you know, that's going to happen from time to time. You get a lead like that, they're going to uh, play hard. We're going to have to try to do a better job of uh, converting on some third downs in those situations. Jay, your defense has been the most consistent part so far. Could you see this coming? And then how much better do you think those guys are I think we're going to get better. You know, I feel like we got good players. You know, number one, I think Coach Minuski and the rest of the staff are doing a good job with these guys, teaching them. Uh, young secondary, other than Josh, and, you know, DJ is really an old guy. He's only 26, I believe it is. So we got a pretty young secondary. And Torian Gray, those guys are doing a good job with those guys. And then the young defensive linemen that played a lot of plays today. Jerron Payne and Jonathan Allen played probably 90% of the snaps today. Uh, didn't take them out, and they played well. And uh, we got a chance to be pretty good, but we got to continue to continue to work and uh, study our playbook. and. Uh, adjust to the new teams that we have on our schedule. Next week will be totally different with, uh, obviously, Drew Brees than it was this week with Aaron. Hey, Jay, uh, the first week, both you and Adam about I think we had some available today. We had some pretty good looks to take some shots, and he had some time where he could step into the throw and, and launch it, you know, so it was good to see him do that. Uh, probably could have taken more in the second half. Uh, probably part of the reason we stalled down there in the second half is I probably could have called a couple more shots, but uh, didn't. But uh, overall, I think uh, we had opportunities and he threw them. Coach, uh, you mentioned uh, Clay Matthews had a play that was looked like it could be the Well, I think, uh, you know, we've watched as many videos as we can, but every week there seems to be another 
one that's a little bit questionable, and uh, that's not going to change, I don't think. We just have to continue to coach our guys and try to do the best we can to, you know, sweep the leg and, and make sure we don't put our body weight on the quarterback and don't lead with our head, and that's what, the one thing we're trying to do. So, uh, you know, it's exciting for those guys when they get back there and able to hit the quarterback, man, and they're going full speed. You know, it's, it's hard for them to adjust their body, uh, these big guys, fast guys, in a split second. Uh, but we're, we're trying to do the best we can, unfortunately. Uh, it's a critical penalty in some of these games that can hurt you. I think it's big. You know, I think he had a big couple big holding calls on him, uh, and, and that's going to happen. You know, he gets in possession and see either hold him or the other guy's going to jump over your head. So uh, they chose the holding route and uh, made some big conversions for us. And he'll get some more opportunities. You know, he will. Second half, we didn't get as many passes thrown. I think we probably called four or five passes in the second half. Uh, so, uh, but I, you know, I think Josh will continue to progress and he'll get better and better. Boz, your last one uh, on the challenge call and the fumble. Uh, what did you see? Yeah, James Rowe up there, a defensive uh, assistant defensive back coach, called that out for us. And, uh, you know, I was uh, a little nervous when I first saw it. I kind of yelled a few words at him, but then it worked, and I said, great job, James. So, <laughs> great job, James. Thanks, coach. <laughs> All right. All right, Alex Smith, 12 of 20, 220 yards, two touchdowns, did throw a pick, though. My guess is you'll probably hear him talk about how he's not happy about that interception more than anything else, including the Redskins' 31-17 win. We're going to hear from him next. It's the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are Locked On Redskins, your daily podcast on the Washington Redskins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We all love a night out, right? Like whether it's seeing your favorite band or in person or being there to crowd to cheer on your favorite team. There's all types of different things, right? With Vivid Seats, you can attend the concert, show, or sporting event of your choice at a great price. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all live events you want to go to. You can sort by price, or you can kind of look at the seats in the section or row of your choice. They give you all of this versatility. It's great. To make things even better, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off orders of $200 or more to save even more money. And everybody loves that, right? Everybody wants to save a little bit of money. Go to Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. It's kind of simple. I'm sure you can do it literally right now. Well, wait. Wait till the end of this podcast. But every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. Not 99, not 98. Literally 100. And apparently you can't give 110% in this. So 100 is the max, I promise you. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and enter the promo code Locked On for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Redskins. Alex, last week, a lot of short passes you said. That's what the defense was giving you. Today, some deeper passes, so I guess that's what the defense was giving you? I mean, yeah, I, mean, I thought there were some good looks. 
Uh, you never know when the opportunities are going to present themselves. I mean, I, I think that's what you work all week preparing for, being able to identify them um, and pull the trigger and hit them when, when they're there. Uh, we had some great we had some good opportunities. I thought guys made great plays down the field. Paul started us out uh, with a heck of a catch and uh, to finish it off with a touchdown. But, but a lot of guys, even there were a couple even short throws and, and long runs, which are always nice as well. Talk a little bit about what you all were able to do on offense as far as mixing it up with the passing game and the running game. AP had 87 yards in the first half. Yeah, it was a, we had great mix going. Um, I felt like we had them on their heels in the first half. Uh, they couldn't, didn't have a very good beat. I, I felt like on what we were doing, run and pass. Uh, it was fun. It was, it was, you know, when you're playing like that and, and, and rolling offensively, uh, I felt like we got the playmakers to do all that stuff, run and pass. Um, you know, unfortunately for us, I think all of us offensively, second half, uh, a little bit of the, you know, shoulda, woulda, coulda, um, hoping we could have done it differently. There were some opportunities there, too. We had some field position and uh, weren't able to capitalize. So still a lot, a lot of room left for improvement. Alex, you had a, a lot of uh, production with Jordan Reed and Vernon Davis today. How much of that was game plan going in if you saw something? And with Jordan specifically, what are you kind of seeing more and more out of him? You obviously didn't get to see him during the preseason. What are you seeing now three games into the year with him? Um, no, I mean, it's, it's hard to totally forecast I mean, who's going to have a big day. I mean, you build the game plan, you, don't, you can't totally know how they're going to play us in certain personnels and the looks you're going to get. Uh, I think the coaches do a great job of having all that stuff ready, uh, depending on the, the looks we're getting, personnel they're playing to us, things like that, and then getting to some of those. So really credit to those guys. Yeah, and then I think the more, not just Jordan, all of us kind of think kind of continue to work together. Um, all those reps, you just bank all that stuff. It gets better and better. But certainly Jordan in the games, uh, yeah, you just you just kind of continue to build uh, on all those reps you've had together. Not to go too negative, but in the second half, was there a sense of just being a little too conservative with lead? Maybe? No, I mean, I, I don't think so. I don't think we at, at all. We didn't. And listen, you're playing against uh, that offense and, and Aaron. You, you certainly don't come into halftime and say, hey, let's, you know, no, not at all. I mean, that's not what we're doing. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, you know, feel like they countered us well. There were some self-inflicted things that we did. I thought they were uncharacteristic too that we got to get cleaned up. Alex, did you feel like, or did you did the team feel like that you, you were going to use Adrian a little bit more today because he's had such success against the Packers in the past? <laughs> uh, hadn't thought of that till you just said it. Nope. Um, I do know he has had some big games for some in the past, but no, that's. Uh, this is a totally different offense, different O-line, different scheme. All the, They're a different defense. That was, so, no, um, he's obviously a guy, though, that we, we'd love to get going every game. So, but The one common thing is Aaron Rodgers is still the quarterback there, and you guys you know, are friends. Did you have any conversation with him after the game? Just quick. It's hard. There's too many of you guys around uh, <laughs> to have a real conversation. So, But, yeah, just quick. You know, He's out there. He's a, he's a gutty guy. With the brace on, rolling, not much practice, still making a lot of plays. Obviously, still playing at a crazy high level. Uh, so tough, tough competitor. Uh, back to Adrian for a second. He had some uh, some big plays there in the second half to help you close out the Packers. Yeah. Uh, how important is it to have a weapon like him who can break off a 17-yard run in the clutch there? I mean, I think it just speaks not only to Adrian. I, I, our ability as an offense, I think the guys up front, that when we needed to get big and, and kind of uh, – in that four-minute situation and, and eat up some clock and move the chains that we were able to do it. And credit to those guys up front, everybody in the blocking unit, but obviously Adrian as well, running hard, uh, great vision. I think finishing off a lot of those runs. 
You've been with a lot of coaches. What have you gotten a feel for with Jay so far as to how he calls a game and what do you like to work with during the week? Can we sum it all up right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I mean that, that, that's no different than, you know, uh, the work I put in with the wideouts and the guys outside. We all, that, that's something that you just constantly, you'll, you'll never stop working at that. Uh, that communication, that thought process, I'm sure it goes both ways. Talk to Jay, and, and uh, as far as, you know, he's trying to do the same thing with all of us. You know, read us, get us, get us going. Um, so, yeah, it's a two-way street. I just think you kind of continue. You never stop working at that communication. You never stop working at that thought process, self, self-analysis. Uh, we get a chance here at the bye week to really kind of get into some of that. I mean, I know it's early, only three games in, but really kind of take a look at ourselves and uh, these areas of improvement, things to build on, stuff like that. Um, I know you'll take the 15 yards on it, but yeah. the Clay Matthews yeah. sack. Yeah. What did you think about that that yeah. call? I want to I want to get myself in trouble here. Uh, yeah, it's tough. I, I'm glad I don't play defense. Uh, you know, it's very. You talk about a strike zone a lot of times with the quarterback, and these guys, you know, it's kind of knees to shoulders, right? They can't hit us in the head and can't hit us in the knees when we're in the pocket. Um, it's tough. I felt like he's playing football played a long time he hit me right in the strike zone um you know that's the new rule they put in though with the finishing these guys finishing off quarterbacks to the ground uh listen I mean there were call you could go with the what if calls all day I felt like uh certainly we owed a call on on the the interception with Jordan uh some contact there so um I don't know Alex what did happen on that play on the interception yeah, uh, you know, obviously the tough leverage there, but I felt like Jordan trying to break out, and the guy, you know, there's a collision there. Obviously, clearly beyond five yards, and and uh, it's a huge play in the game, you know, to to throw it out there, and uh, you know, in hindsight, obviously would love to have it back, but um, you know, tough play. Uh, protection's been up and down the last couple of weeks, but it seemed like it was there more today, and. What did you think of the protection, and then how does that play in your ability to eventually extend plays and scramble? Uh, I thought the pro was great today. Um, I mean, I think the strength of that defense was up front, and they got a lot of guys up front, especially interiorly, uh, in the interior, excuse me, that uh, are really, really good. And, uh, I mean, for us to move around the, 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 the pieces, Berge stepping in at center, Chase moving the left guard, Ty having to come in to tackle, uh, really speaks, I think, the work ethic of that, that unit. Uh, preparing themselves, being ready to roll, and, and uh, I don't think anybody skipped a beat. You know, those guys came in and, and played at a really high level. And just to ask you again, the scrambling, you made a couple big plays with your legs today. How important is that to keep the, the defense honest, that you can tuck the ball and run? Yeah, I mean, I, you never know when it's going to happen, when those opportunities present themselves. I think you just want to be, be able to capitalize when they when they do. Um, kind of hidden yardage, you know, that we talk about as far as a, as a quarterback running. and. Yeah, you love to be able to make them pay when they are locked in and playing man and giving all these, you know, a lot of our playmakers focus that if you can't get out, the protection's been great, that you can make a play with your feet. So, Alex, the receiving core was criticized the first couple of weeks for not being very productive, but today, especially in the first half, they, you seem to be able to get the balls in them a lot more. Was that a big help for you to extend the offense? Well, we're trying to... We're trying to score points. We try to get first downs to help us win a game. I don't, I don't think anybody really cares who gets the glory or, or what. Uh, I do think it was a unique situation in the sense of the two defenses that we played the first two weeks. They just weren't going to they weren't gonna give you a whole lot out there. And uh, um, certainly there were probably some things we did miss, but it, it was never, they were never going to be huge days. And, 
you know, today, just the way that the, the things aligned and matched up, we had those opportunities and those guys, those guys made them. So obviously, there have been um, comparisons between you and Aaron going back to 2005 and, and before that. You know, e- even today, and he's established, you're established. You know, w- when you're going up against a team that he that he's quarterbacking, do you, do you view it as a litmus test at all? Does it even cross your mind? Just you know, it's, it's another chance to go up against a guy you have a lot of history with. Um, yeah, I mean a lot there. I, I, I think yeah, certainly he and I are always tied together, uh, good friends at this point, and have been for quite a while. Um, I think every quarterback in the league, Aaron is such a unique player, uh, can appreciate with a, a unique skill set and how he plays the game that everybody, I think, is a fan of his, you know, and what he does. We all kind of, I think, watch each other and see what we do. Um, you know, with that, no, I mean, you know, <clears throat> they're a good football team. I'm trying to, I'm not playing against Aaron, though. I'm playing against the defense and I'm trying to go out and score, obviously, a lot of points. You do know, like I talked about at halftime, you do know what he's capable of and they're capable of. Um, offensively, that, that they can strike fast, they can get hot, you know, and for us, uh, I think knowing that, but at the same time, the focus is still on the defense we were going against. Alex, uh, when you talk about running with the ball and extending the plays, are, are there points where you see, like, the defense is giving you an opportunity maybe, and two plays later you'll take advantage of it, or are they literally moment-by-moment moment decisions? Well, both. Both, for sure. There's things I either see out there in the field when I look up after a pass or something, or uh, on the sidelines when we're looking at the the cutups. That you know that yeah, hey, maybe maybe have an opportunity here if it does present itself. And then a lot of times you're just playing ball. I mean, it, it, things are happening fast, and all of a sudden you're in in the open field running. Not a lot of conscious thinking. Yeah. use their weight to injure or anything. Did you feel like it was anything other than just a natural play? Was he trying to put his extra weight on uh, extra weight on? You had a better view of it than I did. <laughs> uh, listen, I was just trying to hold on to the football. Um, that's just a term I talk about with the strike zone. I mean, that's what you, that's the deal with QBs in the pocket. Um, yeah, and the new rule this year is you can't finish them. I, 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 like I said, I didn't see it. I mean, at that point, you're – uh, doing what you can to hold on to the football. I looked up and saw the flag. Um, so that's the, I mean, that's the nature of, of football. Like I talked about with these games, um, they're not, they're not going to be perfect. Certainly, I felt like there were calls that that we had or different things that should have happened or didn't. Things like that. So that, that's always going to be a part of it. Certainly, there's some gray here. I think with this, that, that needs to get ironed out. Thanks, Alex. Thank you. All right, of course, I'm on Twitter at Nick Ashu, nickashu.com, nickashu.com slash locked on Redskins. You've got all types of opportunities to check out more content and communicate or just tell me that I'm stupid. It all doesn't really matter to me. That totally works fine. We'll be back tomorrow. It's the Locked on Redskins podcast. You are locked on Redskins. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. 
Download the Amazon Music app today.